Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's holy word. Thank you for joining me today. Good to be here. What a great day to talk about joy and bliss. Amen. Those are two great uh, feelings to have, feelings of joy and bliss. And you know where they come from, true joy, true bliss. It comes from one place, and that's following Christ. It's trusting Christ. It comes from Christ. Amen. And today we're going to talk about the three keys to joy and bliss in your life. And guess what? They all come from Jesus. Amen. And this is the beautiful thing about Jesus is we don't have to be rich. We don't have to be uh, somebody in society. We don't have to have a whole lot of anything other than just a mustard seed of faith, other than just a belief in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If we've got that, if we've made him Lord of our life, then we can have joy and bliss every single day, no matter what. Now, you are probably hearing that and saying, well, Brother Clark, you don't know my lot. Well, I don't know your lot. I know my lot, and I know that we all have problems. We all have, as the Bible would call them, snares and temptations. We have issues and we have struggles and we have strife. And sometimes it seems like the Christian has got just as much as the lost person, if not more. And God's ordered it that way. And there's many reasons why. Amen. Uh, But one reason is to draw close to the Lord, I believe, through our struggles and also for the Lord to show his power and to get glory as we go through hard times and have unspeakable joy and say, well, that's got to be Jesus because that's supernatural. Amen. And so just quickly today, three keys to joy and bliss in Jesus. Number one, understand the root of joy. It only comes from Jesus. The idea, the root of joy, it only comes from Jesus Christ. God made us to be close to him. God made us to serve him and be obedient to him. God made us to live separate from a sinful world. God made us to draw near to him so he could draw near to us. He made us vessels. He is the potter. We are the clay. Amen. And that maker, that engineer is the one that provides true joy. How can we have joy from any other source if we don't have it from our maker? Psalm 119.111, thy testimonies have I taken as an heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. Here the psalmist says the testimonies they've taken as a heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. So our heart should rejoice at the testimonies. We can relish and rejoice regardless of our state of affairs because of who he is and what he has promised us, his testimonies. We can also rejoice in what's to come. And you say, well, who is he or what's, you know, what is it about Jesus that's going to be worth rejoicing? Let's start at the gospel, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried 
buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So this is the clearest place that I understand we can find the gospel here in the Bible. Of course, the whole Bible is about Jesus. The whole Bible is a love story. That's all true. But here in 1 Corinthians 15 verses 1 through 4, we see the gospel. And the gospel is something that we can rejoice over. The gospel should make our heart leap for joy because Jesus did what we couldn't do. He went to the cross and died for our sins. He became the propitiation or replacement for our sins, the payment for our sins so that we didn't have to die and go to a devil's hell, but we could go to heaven and be with him forever, for eternity. Literally, Jesus calls us uh, the bride. We are the bride of Christ. We are his. When he prays, there's a time he prays to the Father in the Bible and says, please, Father, let me receive all that are mine. Amen. Well, how do we become his? We became his when he died on the cross for us and when we accept that free gift of salvation. So the gospel message literally means the good news, and the good news is worth rejoicing over. Have you ever gotten good news? Oh, amen. I got some good news about some friends yesterday who were going through a battle and a really bad battle and their church had been praying for them. And I heard this good news about fell over. It was great news. And they'd been really blessed by some wonderful things happening in their life. It seemed like out of nowhere. And uh, it blessed me the whole day. I was happy to get that good news uh, for my friends. And I was just, I was happy for them. Can you imagine how happy they are? They, they're the ones that are kind of receiving the gift there. Uh, and, and, and here's what I'll say about that. There's nothing like good news. And the worldly good news, it comes and goes. And we know that there are temporal things. But in eternity, there is only one uh, good news message that matters. And that is the gospel. And the reason why it's the only one that matters is without it, you can't get into heaven. Amen. You need it to get into heaven. You need to be saved. Once saved, always saved. That's what we believe here at KJV Cafe, eternal security. And uh, that's what the Bible teaches clearly. And the gospel is so good. And we can rejoice in that. And we can preach this back to the devil when the devil tempts us. And we can we can recite this at night. And we can think on this and meditate on this, that Christ died for our sins, as was prophesied uh, from the beginning in the Bible uh, many years earlier. It was mentioned. I was. I'm just been studying the book of Isaiah, and Jesus is mentioned in there. And I uh, was d- doing some artwork in Isaiah um, uh, in the chapter. I believe is 53. Amen. Uh, verse five. I believe it is. And it's just so powerful to see what God is doing through the gospel in people's lives when they accept Him as Savior. There's a whole change. Amen. There's a whole change. Then we see, this is related to the cross as well, then we see the testimony of his love for us at the cross. Romans 5, 8, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So we can rejoice at the gospel message altogether. We can rejoice in having that free gift of salvation. We can rejoice and have, uh, the Bible says, return to us the joy of our salvation. We can rejoice in being saved. And now we also can rejoice in this idea that God knew our lowly estate. God knew our situation. God here in Romans 5, 8 through the writings of Paul says, while you were sinning, uh, Christ died for you. Christ died uh, being, you know, God in the flesh. He died for your sins and my sins. And by that atoning death on the cross and that supernatural resurrection, amen. Ooh, that's exciting. That supernatural resurrection, that gives us access to the Father. That gives us that, that wonderful peace of celebrating God, of spending time with God. You know, the Bible says we can approach the throne boldly, amen. And that the veil that was in 
in front of the the uh, the, uh, the uh, holy of holies in the uh, Old Testament. It was rent in two. Amen. It was rent. It was torn in two because it's symbolic of Jesus Christ giving us access to the Father by what He did on the cross because He paid our sin debt. And when we accept that free gift of salvation, now we have access to God. That should make you shout. That should make you say glory, hallelujah, because now we can go to God directly and God will look upon us and not see us as sinners, even though we are, but he'll see us as forgiven. He'll We're washed by the blood, that blood of the sinless, spotless lamb, if we've been saved, amen. And so this all makes us rejoice. This is true joy. And anyone that tells you it's not is lying to you. This is joy, understanding that God Almighty has given us access to him through uh, sending his own son to die on the cross. We're studying uh, in Genesis in our church, uh, we're studying uh, uh, a, a the passage there where Abraham is instructed to uh, sacrifice Isaac. And of course, he didn't have to. That ram was caught in the thicket. That's a symbol of Jesus as well. And uh, man, how hard it would be to have to do something to get God's approval, to have to, to, to sacrifice our son, and Molech, that pagan God, that's what he required, amen? But our God said, no, I'll go. God, our God said, no, I'm gonna do it. I'll show you through Abraham almost sacrificing Isaac what that would be like, but no, in fact, I'll provide. In fact, Mount Moriah there is called God will provide. And what that means is God provided that sinless, spotless lamb, and that should bring joy to our heart that he's rescued us, he's saved us. We're like someone drowning, needing a life vest. We're like someone in a plane that needs a parachute because the plane is going down. He rescued us. There's nothing we can do on our own. Our righteousness is like filthy rags, but Jesus Christ, he rescued us. Amen. That's exciting. And we also can rejoice in this testimony of his steadfast closeness with us. Jesus Christ is close uh, to those that are his. Hebrews 13, 5, let your conversation or your behavior be without covetousness and be content with such things that as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Here we see in Hebrews 13, 5, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, that no matter our lot, no matter where we're at, no matter what we have or what we're going through, we can rejoice, we can be content because Jesus Christ will never leave us nor forsake us. So number one, he's not going to leave us hanging. He's not going to go away when we need him most. And he's not going to forsake us. He's not going to cast us off to someone else. He will see us through. You know, the Holy Spirit in the Bible is called the Comforter, right? Well, why the Comforter? Because the Comforter, the Holy Spirit living within us and dwelling in us is there to help us through these hard times. God knows what we're going through. He's sovereign. He allows these things to come our way. And he's saying, look, I know that you're going to go through some hard times, but I'm going to be there right by your side. I really believe that. It's like God is living within us. And at the same time, you can imagine him just kind of linked up arm in arm, say, okay, You've got, you got a virus. We're going to go through it together. You, you, you have a money problem. We're going to go through it together. Uh, you got an accident in the car. We're going to go through it together. Uh, you lost your job. Okay. I'm right here. We're going to go through it together. Is that your relationship with Jesus Christ? It should be amen. And it can be, you know, and, and you say, brother Clark, how can it can be? Well, get in his word, study his word, spend time with him in prayer. The Bible says to pray without ceasing and make sure that you uh, are repentant before him, that you uh, confessed all your sins. The Bible says he's faithful and just forgive you of those sins. So we have closeness with Christ. Uh, we see here, it's a wonderful thing to have this, this connection with him, that he loved us and that he's with us uh, and that, that, that he, he's not going to leave us. He shines through the struggles. The deeper we are in the valleys, the more we can see Jesus working through us, helping us along the way. Uh, he that goeth forth 
uh, and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaths with him. That's Psalm 126.6. The idea of a sheaf is like a, a bundle of, of uh, crop of wheat, rye, oats, or barley. And, and, and what it's saying is, look, you're going through a hard time and you're bearing precious seed. You're doing the Lord's work. You're living for him. You're taking up your cross and, oh, it's a battle and it's a struggle. And God's saying, just hold on now. You hold on because I'm right here with you and I'm going to get you through it and we're going to have a time and just a little bit where we're going to rejoice and we're going to have a harvest and it's going to be great. And guess what? It's going to be an eternity. Amen. It's not going to end. So we have a joy in Jesus for what he's done. That's the cross. And we have joy in Jesus for what he's doing. That's that steadfast closeness with us and what he will do for us. And that's a heavenly reward and fellowship for an eternity. So firstly here, rejoice in his testimonies. Secondly here, take note, true bliss is found in experiencing and sharing his love every day. We have to experience his love and testify and share with others. And for time's sake, uh, the third point, ignorance, depending on God, that kind of ignorance, worldly ignorance, I guess you could call it, is bliss. Don't be a know-it-all. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. So we have here this wonderful uh, prescription for life on how we are to live and how are we to live? We're, we're to live for the Lord. Amen. We're to live for the Lord. We're to trust the Lord. Wisdom is not the key factor. Trust is the key factor since we don't don't know what he's going to do all the time. So our wisdom, our biblical wisdom should be okay with trusting instead of knowing. That is faith. Be happy more often and have a deeper sense of joy when you trust the Lord. Save yourself a lot of heartache by trusting God and have, choosing to have bliss in, in what he's done for us. And does that make sense here today? I hope it does. And stay motivated to help others do the same before it's eternally too late to testify. I could share verses on testifying to others and how that's biblical. We need to share the good news and share the gospel, and that will bring us joy. And that is the prescription for joy and bliss in your life. Love the Lord. Live for the Lord. Don't lean on your own understanding. Trust the Lord, and he will give you bliss and happiness. What a wonderful, I mean, you, you can see here, I could take a lot longer, but what a wonderful message. And so take it with you and thank you so much and take care and God bless. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119 verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.